0: It's nice. Let's make sure we get that at the back end. If you know what I mean, Vern. <laughs> Can he'll clap in the back end? Yeah. You know, on the other end of the recording. You that, want
1: to... I should be close to my microphone. That's a euphemism for a sexually transmitted disease, right? The clap? Oh, I guess it is.
0: Yeah. I, I didn't like. <laughs> I just like saying, if you know what I mean, at the end of <laughs> strange sounding sentences. Where that's they don't a, always make things, but that. Like, um, a, that's
1: a sweaty beer bottle. If yeah. You know what I mean. If
0: you know what I mean. To which Amy, who uh, puts up with me a lot, says, "No, no, I don't know what you mean." And then we're done. That's that's the bit.
1: So yeah, uh, Jen and I are very bad at figuring out how to open wine bottles.
0: But you did. You you drank the wine. Yeah, we got it in the end. I've done it with a with a coat hanger.
1: You've uncorked a wine bottle with a coat hanger. Mm-hmm. Okay, tell me how.
0: So uh, you make a hook. So you, you, it's the coat hanger has, hook. yes, but you make it a skinnier hook. Okay. Uh, yes, it is already a hook. You're you're 100% valid. Uh, you make it a skinnier hook so it'll fit in the bottom. And ideally, you want, like, even the, the hook that's built into a wire coat hanger is not the best place. It's the corner. So if you snap off that and sort of make it into sort of like a long fish okay. hook style, yep. you can uh, very carefully push that hook down into the bottle. Like, alongside the cork alongside the cork okay and then you you twist it and so that the uh the point of the hook catches on the underside of the cork and you can pull it out it's not easy uh there is a there's a high probability you'll just break the cork uh which you know if you're in college and it's cheap wine you don't care and
1: according yeah according to the fancy people that's
0: destructive to the wine ruined i mean i i point out that the wine has been touching the cork potentially for years
1: <laughs> the, the better the wine the longer it's been touching the cork
0: I mean yes now the fancy wine stuff say well it shouldn't be really touching the cork like you have to position it right in the angle of the b-. I don't care it's, it's all made up uh, fancy wine doesn't taste good it's all in your mind all all, all wine tastes fine Yeah,
1: that's my opinion
0: uh, is, is, is MD 2020 considered wine
1: I don't know what that is <laughs> oh <laughs> is this like a two buck chuck situation yeah just like a super yeah, mad cheap dog
0: Twenty Twenty. mogan david is the official name uh-huh. uh mad dog was uh is the unofficial name mad dog 2020 uh, it comes in great flavors like uh, fruit punch
1: and <laughs> green seriously
0: i think i think the official is like green apple but it's like an alcoholic jolly rancher but in a bad way
1: Oh, see, I don't enjoy, like, super sweet wines.
0: Well, uh, you would not enjoy MD 2020.
1: Okay, so you know what I'm remembering? I don't know if this was a part of your childhood. Do you remember the the childhood drinks? Ecto Cooler? I don't know. Oh, okay. Because I, I don't know what the name of it okay, is. Okay, cool. Continue. Uh, they were plastic bottles uh, that were, like, translucent plastic, and they had the tops that you had to break off. Yes, is that what the, is that, that is ex- well so
0: Ecto Cooler is a specific brand of those. So those okay. were those were Kool-Aid like squishers or yeah. something like that.
1: And and they have flavors. Yeah. Right? But their their flavors are purple, green. Yes. Red. You yes. know what I mean? Um, I want a like hipster limited run of wines bottled in those.
0: I would not be surprised if that became a thing. Like a like a yeah. wine
1: bottle size, like a like but with like one and a half liters yeah, or 750 something. mil. Yeah. Of
0: and you, you pop off the little And you just top. pop
1: off the plastic top yeah. and you...
0: I think those still exist. And
1: you drink your green wine or your purple Well, so, purple so wine. The,
0: the green was the famous one. The, the, the Ecto Cooler mm-hmm. was the one that was Ghostbusters themed. The bottle looked like Slimer. Oh. Uh, and I've heard rumors that they're bringing it back with the new Ghostbusters.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, the new Ghostbusters.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm excited about that.
1: I'm excited about it too. Uh, I'll watch Leslie Jones in anything. 'Cause she's hilarious.
0: So it's funny, I, I don't have a strong opinion of Leslie Jones. What I've realized is I really like Kristen Wiig in films. Uh huh. Which is interesting because I hated her on SNL. <gasps> Every time she it was SNL I was like, no, who is this really? funny? Who's this person's not funny? But then I watch her in movies and I'm like, Oh yeah, she's I like, get it.
1: She's she's good. I think I think she's good in everything, but she is very good in movies. Yeah. Uh the uh high on a plane scene in Bridesmaids. Yeah. Yeah, classic.
0: Bridesmaids is a great film.
1: Yeah, it's as good as it gets. Yeah. Um, Well, no, as good
0: as it gets is a different movie. You're confused. (laughs) Oh, Jack Nicholson. wasn't in that.
1: Um, You don't like Kristen Wiig in SNL? No. I can't think of it. Like, I'm trying to think of all of her recurring characters, and I'm pretty sure I like all of them.
0: Like the the Tiny Hands Lady? So funny. No. The Lawrence Welk Show Tiny Hands Lady?
1: It's so good because it's so creepy. It's it's
0: not good. Uh, Target Lady? Oh. Target lady's great. No, welcome to Target. <laughs> I, I don't get it. Like I'm just, okay. I'm just gonna be honest. I don't get it. Uh,
1: um, so her other, the the same same time as Kristen Wiig, who I think is also one of the greatest, is Bill Hader. How do you feel about yeah, Bill Hader? Yeah, Bill Hader's great. Like, I got no he has with A Bill Hader. whole bunch of dumb recurring characters. He does,
0: and apparently they're they're funnier. I don't know. Weird. Yeah.
1: I think that's sexist. Probably. So you don't you're not excited about the new Ghostbusters I'm absolutely excited. Ex-
0: yes. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I'm, I'm sexist and so women can't be funny. And it's the really sad thing is that once the new Ghostbusters hits movies, the uh, the DVD collection I have of Ghostbusters 1 and 2 will be forcibly removed <laughs> from my shelf and thrown into a fire.
1: Yeah, Obama's Secret Service are going to I know. And
0: gonna, that's that's yeah. really what I'm, why I'm disappointed about the new Ghostbusters yeah. film. They they really took it too far. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: uh i'm super excited about it i'm really excited for it to for sure be better than the first ghostbusters movie
0: (laughs) that's a bold statement because
1: i feel like we talked about ghostbusters last time we recorded but maybe i don't remember maybe i've just talked about it recently um i like ghostbusters Mm -hmm. i think it's fine it's funny you you got some good laughs in there i don't think it's like A great comedy. Like, I don't put it in, like... I think
0: we talked about this, yeah. Yeah, I (laughs) put it in the pantheon
1: of great comedies. Mm -hmm. It's... But, like... It's fine. The new one seems like it has potential. Like, Paul Feig and Kristen Wiig and Leslie Jones, like...
0: It's, It's a good start. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It'll be funnier. Yeah.
0: What was the story I was going to tell about burning a house down or something? Uh...
1: I don't know. Did you burn a house down?
0: No. Oh, I remember your apartment um, burned down. No, in college. Oh, you're
1: right. um. Oh, talk about fire alarms in dorm rooms. Yeah,
0: we had an illegal toaster in our room. Oh. That was broken, and it was broken because the timer mechanism wasn't on it, and so you had to remember to pop your toast up.
1: Oh, it would just toast forever.
0: Just or it'll just toast forever.
1: Oh, that's a recipe for disaster. It
0: was because. And no, disaster didn't actually happen. Like, nobody got hurt in this situation. Um, I did panic. Uh, but uh, I came back in. I'd left my room. I'd put something in the toast. I'd left my room, and I came back, and our common room was full of smoke. Which apparently, we didn't have a smoke detector in there. I don't know. Yeah, the alarms we, no alarms um, weren't going off? No. I knew exactly what had happened as soon as I walked in. Now, I didn't know my roommates very well. We didn't really talk to each other. We never interacted. I'm pretty sure one of them was a ghost. His door never opened but i immediately took the toast out huh put it in my bedroom for some reason
1: well it's not smoking i put there. it on a
0: plate put it in my bedroom closed my bedroom door and then left the dorm room <laughs> for like three hours <laughs> uh,
1: do you know what happened after that nope did you come back and i everything came back was... and everything
0: was fine <laughs>
1: And no one ever mentioned it.
0: I unplugged the toaster and I shoved it in a, I shoved it in a cabinet because we had it was an illegal toaster we weren't supposed to have it. Okay? Yeah. Nobody said anything? That's bizarre. <laughs> I came back the room was not smoking anymore 3 hours later, but
1: you have, that is some serious introversion going on <laughs> in your roommates. Yeah. Like, one of them had to have smelled something. I think so. And just been like, I don't want to bother anybody about it. So they just
0: ignored it. So we had, we had, uh, I had four, I stayed in two different suite styles. But my favorite was, I, I had, there's four roommates, myself and three other people. Um, the guy in the room immediately, like all four doors were in a line. It was just basically one common room and then four doors lined up next to that that went off. Uh, the guy right next to mine was a pothead. And had an illegal hibachi grill in his in his actual room. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, great story about that is I was in the bathroom once and the cops knocked on our door. And mm-hmm. I stayed in the bathroom because I'm avoiding all sorts of confrontation, as you can tell. <laughs> right. Um, and he went and answered the door and was pretty stoned at the time. Um, and he's like, what do you want? He's like, we just need to look out your window. And he's like, I don't want you to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, or whatever he said. I would get in hiding in the bathroom the whole time. Um, apparently somebody had been throwing water balloons out of one of the windows on our floor, and they were uh, checking to see if it was ours. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't us, Yeah. as far as I know. He may have been doing that, but I don't think it was. They, they were not concerned at the time. Um, the guy next to him broke his ankle or leg mm-hmm. early on in the semester and just stopped going to classes. Cool. <laughs> uh I mean, he sat in he, his excuse. room and played world of warcraft until he didn't get to go to school there anymore <laughs> <laughs> wow. at the at the semester break his dad came and picked him up and he did not come back at the next semester and the last guy was the ghost and for a long time we like day one moving day we all saw him like he yep. came in he had a girlfriend his parents were there yeah and he was like cool and then he left and then never came back uh or so we thought. Like, went to live with the girlfriend? Or? That was, that was the, the theory. It was like, he was living with his girlfriend. He had a dorm room on the paper, so his parents were like, cool. Right.
1: Yeah, if your parents are paying for your dorm room, you might as well just have it as yeah. a cover for living with your girlfriend.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was the theory for a long time. Until uh, nearing the end of the school year. Wait, did he die? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he died. Um, but nearing the end of the school year... Uh, it was like 3 a.m. I had a couple friends over. We were playing Guitar Hero. We were mm-hmm. done. We were about to crash for the night. And I hear Mario Kart 64. Nice. Coming out of his room. Okay. Now, I've been in this apartment for, by this point, like 10 hours. And I am 100% confident that he did not enter that room in that time frame nor did he come out. I had taken over his bathroom at this point in time because we had two bathrooms, and at this point there were only two of us living there because there was me and the pothead, and the guy with the broken leg was gone, and the fourth guy didn't exist, so we were just fine. And, I, and then all of a sudden, he's living there. We still never saw him. We just heard things coming out of his room for basically the remainder of the school year.
1: But you never saw him like coming or going? No. How did he like maybe we don't know. Maybe he was like a like sneak out at 4 a.m. and like get enough supplies. I to guess for the week.
0: I don't know. It was
1: weird. And No one was ever like, let's knock on the door and like have him come hang out and watch TV with us. No, that's weird. Yeah, because you're a bunch of introverts. Yeah. Yeah, I had uh, I experienced numerous college dorm fire alarms none of them were my fault thankfully yeah um but i had i had a roommate who uh i had a dorm room and it was just like one open dorm room for two people yeah the classic style yeah normal style was it was before i had a suite and for a month or five weeks or so yeah i had it to myself that's
0: the best. Yeah. Solo dorm
1: room. It was incredible. Everything. I'm a very like, you know, clean and mm-hmm. tidy, organized person. And everything was just always <laughs> nice and organized. Very tidy. It was wonderful. I loved living by myself. And then the school was like, oh, you have a room to yourself. Like, here's a roommate. <laughs> I don't even remember this guy's name. I don't even know if I learned his name. He he is exactly like this ghost you're describing. Yeah. Uh, except... You he saw him have, all the he time. He didn't have a door to be behind. Uh, so, he, the thing he was always in his dorm room. Yeah, I never saw him not in his dorm room. But it seemed like he never left his dorm room because i he never did laundry. Like, like a week or two goes by, and then all yeah. his clothes are dirty, and then the pile then never changed. <laughs> he was just a, ve- a very like disgusting, messy, yeah, uh, nasty person. And it, he smelled, and I, I literally there was if you if you walked into our dorm room, mm-hmm. it was split in half, and like yeah. you, know, you have bed and desk and whatnot yeah, a mirror side.
0: image sort of thing.
1: And uh, there was a line in the center <laughs> of the room, and on my half everything was perfectly clean, and on his half like the pile of junk started exactly in the center of the room, and it and his half was just a wave of yeah. of messiness and I would every time I walked into my dorm room I would walk in and I would walk up the length of the center of the room and I would just kind of kick
0: everything <laughs> make sure the line stayed pure yeah,
1: nice, and, nice into the line and I was like you know what this is the relationship I have with this roommate it's fine <laughs> he doesn't want to be friends but he does not get to encroach on my half of the room Yeah. and I started spending I started ghosting because I was like I don't want to be in this room Yeah. Oh yeah. so I just spent less and less time
0: in there And yeah. I had a friend yeah. uh, he was dorming with his brother this was our freshman year and his brother had a drum set, like a six-piece drum kit. That is a in the middle, move. In the middle of that, you know that little bitty, like, wet area between the two beds? Yeah, there's a little bit of floor space. Yeah, there was a drum, a drum kit. kit. That he would practice on, like, wow. while we were hanging out.
1: I would have killed that person. Well, they
0: were brothers, so must have been used to it i guess it was it was very weird to me uh wow yeah and i mean the brother's a nice guy like we we raided together in wow back when i played wow uh like the three of us we had a couple of other friends would come over we have like five people in the dorm room which was great the one time there was a fire alarm and we were in the middle of a raid on the 10th story of this dorm room did you
1: leave the building we did and we were, <laughs> but we were very regretful about it <laughs> like
0: because uh, most of the other people we were playing with didn't realize that we were together like that we knew each other mm. um, and one of us was like sorry have to go there's a fire alarm in my building and then the other three of us had to be like yeah us too <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow I, that seems like exactly the kind of thing that someone who's into playing WoW would not respect we waited
0: just... we waited a couple minutes Yeah, yeah <laughs> it was still going on like okay we gotta go That's hilarious. And then you have to go down and then back up 10 flights of stairs. Yeah. 10 flights? Yeah, we're on the 10th floor. That's a tall dorm building. There are 12, I think, in the building. What school? Texas Tech University. Oh. Get your guns up. I never. Go, Red Raiders. uh, (laughs) The
1: the campus of the Keene State College Owls Mm -hmm. uh, was fairly small. We didn't have any tall buildings. Although one of them was notorious for being haunted. Ooh, it wasn't haunted. It oh. just was old, it made oh, weird okay. sounds.
0: Well, uh, Texas Tech has the uh, the largest land mass of any campus in the U.S. Wow. Yeah, uh, with the exception of the Air Force Academy, because they count their runways, and that's dumb. That's bullshit. Yeah, come it on, doesn't count.
1: That's like that's like a Naval Academy counting the ocean.
0: Yeah, it doesn't count. It's no. not part of your campus. No. Although that would be funny if the naval campus said that. ocean is our campus, <laughs> right? <laughs> Largest campus because we count the ocean.
1: Yeah, that's stupid. Um, I have caused fire alarms uh, a couple of times in the apartment I lived in previously. Yeah, where, uh, the apartment I lived in, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Um, both for the exact same reason. Yeah, uh, I just wanted to fry some plantains. <laughs> this goes back to uh, what we were talking about before we were recording. Uh, I hate electric stoves. (laughs) (laughs) But I just wanted to fry some plantains. Yeah. Yeah. Throw some oil in a pan. Heat it up. Mm -hmm. But like electric stoves, they take so long to heat up. You don't know how hot it's going to get, but you want to turn it up so it gets hot fast. Yeah.
0: That's what I do. I mean, Start then, on high and then lower. <laughs>
1: and then you get distracted, and before you know it, your oil is just burning like crazy, <laughs> and you don't get to fry your plantains because um, the fire
0: alarm's going off.
1: Yeah. So I was uh, uh, the I was living with Jen at the time, mm-hmm. and she we panicked because we were like, "Holy crap, smoke!" And our smoke detector started going sure. off, which is controllable. Yeah, you fan it out, you open a window. and oh, we just
0: take ours down and put in another room.
1: And one of one of her panic reactions was open the door sure which goes to a common hallway okay that has real smoke detectors
0: oh.
1: so a smoke bill is out of our apartment yeah. and it hits the smoke detector and that triggers the fire department so the fire department comes and everyone in your building is like who's
0: the asshole <laughs> who wanted to fry some plantains and, and in
1: massachusetts this is a uh, problem because it was winter oh. and so you're out and it's oh, cold that's and, no it's, good. and you gotta like throw your boots on and, and all that nonsense yeah um, and then the next time I wanted to fry plantains, I was like...
0: The next time you wanted to fry... Like, this is, this is how it happened? There was, like, no frying of plantains between these two events? Yes,
1: there was... Yeah, there was no... I've never successfully fried plantains in that apartment. <laughs> um, the next time, I'm like, you're not going to get me this time, electric stove. I'm going to use my oven, which is more controlled. And you can make uh, plantains a little bit of a different way in an <laughs> oven, but it still includes getting some oil hot okay. in an oven,
0: mm-hmm. did the same thing. <laughs> Forgot about your old hot I, oil. I was like, oh, my oil
1: should be nice and hot right now. Let me open that oven, and then out comes just billowing smoke. <laughs> and this time it was so much and so intense that just the amount of smoke that escaped under and above and, you know, around yeah, our, our door, even door cracks, Without opening the door, opening the door all sufficient. that triggered the, the fire department oh, wow. to come.
0: That's, uh, that's, you should not make plantains. No. I think that's the, that's the learn here. I have fried plantains since. Yeah?
1: And I've learned if you're going to heat up some oil on an electric stove, just give yourself a lot of time to gradually turn that heat up. Yeah.
0: Or just sit there and watch it. Like that's an option. Yeah. But you're always doing
1: other stuff. You got to slice those plantains.
0: When you slice next to the stove, you can, (laughs) you can solve this problem. I've been slicing my plantains in the bathroom. (laughs) There you go. I'm enjoying this beer. Yeah, this is good. This is Brooklyn brand summer ale brewed in New York City.
1: Wow. So it's not local? What do you hate local farmers? And I do. Artisans? I hate
0: specifically local farmers. Yeah. Uh, the, the ones that are farther away, they're fine. But yeah. the ones that are like within a 10 mile radius of me, fuck them. I hate those guys.
1: Shopping at Whole Foods is a weird experience. Yeah. Every, everybody at Whole Foods looks like the person you'd find at Whole Foods. <laughs> like, I don't, know, I don't know how to describe you, that better. Do you also <clears throat> fall
0: into this category?
1: I, I mean, based on a statistical analysis of the situation, I must. <laughs> but, like, I, whenever I go to Whole Foods, I look around, and I'm like, I would not find any of these people at an HEB.
0: That's certainly true. Because they're the kind of people who shop at Whole Foods. Right.
1: But they but they, they all look like it, too. <laughs> and so either I'm there and I wonder if I'm the person who looks at a place and I like walk mm-hmm. by and everybody's like, what's he doing here?
0: That guy doesn't shop here. Why? He's, he's, he shouldn't shop at a Whole Foods.
1: Or I just maybe I just blend right in and, yeah. I, and I don't see that I'm a Whole Foods looking yeah. person.
0: I mean, to be fair, I bought this beer at Whole Foods.
1: They got a lot of good beer.
0: Yeah. I'm really impressed with their beer selection. It's expensive, though.
1: I mean, it's Whole Foods.
0: Yeah, but, like, H-E-B has a good selection of beer, and it's not as expensive as Whole Foods. Yeah,
1: because it's H-E-B. It's H-E-B. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I feel comfortable being the person who probably just looks like he fits in shopping at Whole Foods.
0: <laughs> we got to, like, actively go against that. Like, dress like you're shopping at Walmart <laughs> at Whole Foods.
1: I don't know if I'm capable of dressing like I shop at a Walmart. I mean, I shop at Walmart. I have shopped at a Walmart. Not
0: Intentionally.
1: It's it's always like oh man I guess I have to go to Walmart.
0: There's a Walmart. Uh, the the closest Walmart to me is over on Anderson. Uh huh. And it is the smallest Walmart I've ever been in. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Do you remember back when there was a difference between like Super Walmart and normal Walmart? Yeah. And like Super Walmart had the groceries and things, and right. Walmart was just like
1: everything but the groceries. Everything but the
0: groceries. Yeah. Uh, this is a Walmart that is the got the stuff of a Super Walmart and the space of an old school Walmart. Oh, interesting. It's a little bitty, tiny Walmart. Uh, which funny, if you go look at it at Yale, people are like, oh, I love it. It's such a small, tiny Walmart. It probably
1: feels like local and charming. Yeah, yeah.
0: relatively speaking. Yeah. Uh, except every time I go there, one of the things I need is not there. <laughs> <laughs> like, things that you would expect to be able to buy at Walmart. Like, I went there looking for duct tape once. No duct and, like, tape. Well, there was like six things I needed, and one of them was duct tape, and I did not have any duct tape. That's a classic Walmart item. It's a perfect Walmart item. Yeah. And it's never the same thing. But, like, every time if I go there with, like, looking for, like, one thing, like, I'm going to go buy a six pack because I'm in the neighborhood and I want to go grab some beer. Yeah. It's fine. But if I ever, like, need to go to Walmart to buy things, one of them just doesn't exist. Hmm.
1: It's a bad Walmart. It's a terrible Walmart. It's a worse Walmart. All Walmarts
0: are bad. The, the But the one, like, redeeming thing about a Walmart is it has the thing you need.
1: Right. It, yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's, ah uh, like, I have to go to Walmart because I know it'll have the thing. Yeah. It's like Amazon, but...
0: But it's nearby. Yeah. Although, with Amazon Prime now... Have yeah. You, have you bought anything on Amazon Prime now?
1: Uh, The first day I... The day after I moved in, so, like, uh-huh. I wake up and I'm going to set up all my stuff... Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I need a certain kind of extension cable that I don't have sure. to do a thing I want with my TV and speaker setup. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm just gonna Amazon Prime now it. Like, I don't want to go out. Like I just wanna <laughs> stay home today. But they have the twenty, twenty, I think, twenty dollar minimum. Yeah. Uh so I bought two extension cables and like a bunch of candy. <laughs> which candy! Is, which is which is amazon's business strategy working perfectly yeah (laughs) um i i have a problem with these like on demand delivery services Mm -hmm. kinds of things uh it it makes me so uncomfortable to use them
0: really yeah because of like the human interaction or just the the nature of the situation i don't have a problem
1: interacting with a person but i do i feel i feel bad like i feel like i have a servant like it feels like we're creating a servant class. You're not
0: you're not entirely wrong. I'm not
1: like everybody who works for these kinds of things, yeah. like Uber drivers mm-hmm. and like all kind all or, the ride share uh, drivers, favored pickups, favored Amazon Prime Now, all these things, these are not people who were like choosing these jobs cuz they're like nice jobs to have. Yeah. I mean like and there's been all that stuff has existed for a long time like yeah. like low level retail and fast food like those kinds of jobs have been around for a long time you just get a job cuz you feel like you need a job and it's mm-hmm. whatever and it gives you a little bit of money Yeah. But the fact that they're like doing a ton of work for you so that you don't have to do that work makes me feel worse. Like I don't have a problem going to fast food and having someone help me who makes not a lot of money. Yeah. I wish it was better, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like I'm hurting them. But when someone shows up at my door and they have a bunch of candy and a and tube extension cords that I paid twenty dollars for mm-hmm. and I just made them drive it to me like it, yeah. Do I, you tip
0: well though
1: I, yeah I, I'll, I'll make sure I tip well yeah. because I'm uh filled with guilt yeah uh, which is my <laughs> prime tip driver in my life is just enormous guilt
0: yeah is that a, is that a sp- significant is this a significant difference because I, I totally see where you're coming from. How do you feel about like, like pizza delivery? Is that okay, or is that just normalized to the point where we're like, yeah, I guess it's all right?
1: I've never, I've never felt this way about pizza delivery, but it's and it probably is just because it's normalized. Because pizza yeah. pizza delivery is something that's existed for a long time. Yeah,
0: you deliver pizzas, like that's a thing,
1: right? Like, but it's never really del- existed for that many other things, except mm-hmm. now with Amazon and and Favor and all these things where it's just we'll deliver whatever you want. Yeah. It, it
0: weirds me I out. did learn uh, there is a limit to how much a favor person can deliver. Really? Yeah. Uh, so, and it, and it's not that they will deliver it, but when it's when they have to buy a thing and then you pay them for that thing. Uh, they have a limit on how much they can purchase mm. per like favor. So, uh, and I think it's like two fifty. I was, talking, I was talking. I was talking to a favorite delivery person. Uh-huh. I was not ordering a thing that cost that much. <laughs> um, but we were talking to him about the price of a thing. I was in a. I was in a store, and he's like, "Can you tell me?" Who-? He's like, "How much do you think this costs?" I'm like, uh and we found the tag together because I I I look like I work in retail. <laughs> 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 I think that's what it is. I think. Yeah. I think people are like. Can you tell me? It's like, yeah, sure, because that happens a lot, even though I don't work in retail anymore. Yeah. But um, he's like, oh, I can't spend more than I think it was two fifty, uh, because they have a favor credit card they use to pay for things. That makes sense. And then you pay favor, and favor takes care of stuff on the back. I can't
1: just like go favored something from like some like crazy expensive piece of jewelry from the Neiman Marcus. I think that would be cool to do. Yeah. <laughs> like I'll take the ten thousand dollar diamond bracelet, yeah. the, please. The uh,
0: the rationale that they'll have is they'll, they'll they'll pick it up for you, but you have to arrange payment independently. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah.
1: Also, if I was going to buy something, if I was going to buy something more than two hundred fifty dollars, I would not want just some rando delivering it to me. <laughs> like that's why, I'm, like twenty bucks for some candy and an extension cord or a pizza, yeah. like, I don't. It's relatively low risk. I don't, I don't feel like the person delivering it is incentivized to do anything bad to it. Yeah, uh, something that costs two hundred fifty dollars. Why not just you know keep it? <laughs> I, know. I mean,
0: yeah, that's fair.
1: Um, but no, I'm very uncomfortable with this like servant class. Yeah, that exists. I don't like it. Uber tells me it's great. Uber tells you a lot of things, and I think everything that Uber says is a horrible, evil lie. <laughs> I'm in, I'm incredibly opposed to Uber's corporate ethics.
0: So you're not You're not sad they left.
1: Uh
0: no, I never or used, quote unquote got kicked out. I never
1: used Uber or Lyft. I've never used a ride thing. I would. If I needed to, because mm-hmm. that's the other thing. Like, I feel enormous amount of guilt, and I don't like it. But I'd use it if I had to. Yeah. Just like I use Amazon Prime. I have, I I have an like airplane.
0: I'm going to the airport here in a week, uh-huh. and I have to decide like how I'm going to get there. And I'm I'm considering one of the new like ride sharing services. to Try it out. Yeah. I have a Cardigo membership, which I often use. Uh-huh. But I did the math because Cardigo, it's like 38 cents per minute. Uh huh. Um, but if you leave it at the airport, it's extra five bucks on top of that. And I'm like, I bet I could get a Lyft or an Uber, and I'd have to drive or one, one of, the of the new others. ones, Fast and Fair. One of the new ones that popped up, and I bet yeah. it would cost less than that, huh? I should do the math. But uh, yeah, I've never, I've never actually used one.
1: Yeah, I think on top of the whole servant class thing, Uber is a dumpster fire of a company. Uh-huh. Like they are worth a kajillions of dollars, and they make a ton of money, and yeah. they're super successful, and they're disrupting all the stuff. <laughs> uh, but boy, do I think they're horrible.
0: Yeah, well, that's because they're they're disrupting uh, on the backs of People who are absorbing a lot of the marginal costs of, like, running a taxi company. Right. Uh, Because they're like, well, you own the car and you deal with the insurance and you all that sort of stuff. I think Uber might deal with insurance now. But, you Mm -hmm. know, you have to deal with the depreciation on your vehicle for driving an extra 3,000 miles a week. Mm -hmm. um, And, you know, any potential costs. And if you're not working, you're not making money. And we'd like you to work for us because that means you're making money for us. But you don't – like, the the other side of you can work whenever you want – is if you're not working, you're not getting paid, right? Um, and on average, Uber drivers last about six months, right?
1: Which is which is the wonderful data point that says that it's horrible, yeah. <laughs> and it and it just preys on people who are desperate,
0: who need money now,
1: yeah. Um, I wish I knew more about the details of the thing that I'm mentioning, uh, but I don't. But they they also do something now where they will like. Give you a loan to like lease a car mm-hmm. or something like yeah. that, uh, which is
0: which the, is what a taxi company does. Like and, that's that's how taxi companies work.
1: And I don't I don't know if the way Uber's doing it is di- is different than the way taxi companies do no. it. No, uh, but it's like super predatory, and, mm-hmm. and it's going to result in a lot of people not being able to pay yeah. off these loans. So
0: yeah, you you basically uh, lease a car from them. If your car isn't, because they, they do have standards, you have to have a decent car. Right. Like, I couldn't be driving the 20-year-old Honda I used to own yeah, <laughs> uh, that, I, that I sold when it broke for, like, $300. Because I would not let you pick me up. No. If yeah. I right up in that, and you're like, I'll get, a, I'll get the next
1: one. Yeah, I used to have one of those cars, yeah. and I would I would refuse to drive people, because I'd be like, you
0: might die. <laughs> but uh, so they have certain standards, and so what they do is they will lease you uh, a vehicle, and basically you pay it back. You, you pay it back with the money you earn until you've hit that month's amount. Right. So forcing you on the road and making money for them. Oh, it's so messed up. And if you can't pay it back, then you're just in the hole and you're never getting out.
1: And then with interest. Yes. And then, yeah.
0: And then, yeah. yeah. Um, and now, a lot of cab companies work on a similar way, mm-hmm. but typically the cab company owns the car and the owner or the, the driver is renting it for like a hundred bucks a day. Or whatever. It is. I don't know what the, what the cost yeah, is. Yeah. Um, and so they're driving it. Uh, and, and basically anything they make above that 100 bucks is profit. So they have to make X amount a day yeah. to do something. But that also then completely disproves Uber's claim of not being a cab company. Yeah, like you're you're doing the exact. You, know, you may be doing it worse. You may be doing it better. That's <laughs> another thing, but you're doing the thing that cab companies do. Yeah, yeah.
1: Except they don't because they're contractors, not employees.
0: Yeah. Except uh, there's a huge lawsuit in San Francisco right now about that. Yeah. Uh, there's a, there's a lawyer I heard it on NPR because of course I did. Um, <laughs> there's a lawyer who who's worked for many many years in in. Uh, worker protection lawsuits mm-hmm. um, and she took on this big uber class action suit mm-hmm. that basically is is their claim is that uber employees are employees yeah and deserve employee protections in the state of california just mm-hmm. like all other employees get things like mandatory breaks and right. lunch periods and all these and and, and, and the benefits v- and yeah the variety yeah. of benefits that we've just as come a, as a country have decided that workers are due right you know, that you can't work more than 10 hours a day. Right. You know, whatever the, the things are.
1: Yeah, because if you're an Uber driver, there's nothing stopping you from just working 24 hours a day, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just sleep in the car.
1: Yeah, it's messed up. Uh, yeah, I would be very curious to find out how many Uber drivers live in their cars. I bet some, I don't think it's a lot, but certainly some. some of them do. Yeah. Especially in, like, San Francisco. Yeah. Like, San Francisco has plenty of Uber drivers. I can't imagine an Uber driver who can afford to live in the Bay Area.
0: Yeah. Nobody can afford to live in the Bay Area. Uh,
1: There's a... uh, There's a company who does like car rentals but like car rentals for like special occasions not just like oh I need to rent a car to drive somewhere but like a like a limo for prom uh, n- n- I don't know if they do that but like I, uh, I'll get a van that's like specially kitted out to go camping Okay. or I'll get a you know a truck that can let me do this thing or you know those kinds of things uh, pull a rock like some distance sure yeah Trucks that pull That's rocks. That's what
0: trucks do, right? Pull rocks? Yeah. I don't know. I've seen those commercials. I've never driven a truck. I wouldn't I know. feel like I've seen commercials where trucks just pull rocks.
1: Uh, I think, yeah, or a horse does that. I don't know.
0: Can you rent a horse from these people?
1: I would love to be able to rent a
0: horse. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. But you need an app to do it. Otherwise, it won't work in this world. Oh, man. On-demand horse rental? Yeah. It's I, like Uber, but a horse shows up. I
1: favorite a horse? Oh, they're worth more than $250 yeah. for sure. Yeah, horses are expensive.
0: Um, yeah, man, why are horses so expensive? They're just animals. <laughs> I, I don't know enough about horses to answer that adequately. Um, but any, than, anyway, yeah.
1: this company uh, has started to pivot to renting people vans or SUVs that are specially customized and kitted out to live in in the San Francisco Bay Area. Wow. And you can rent them for, like, eight hundred dollars a month which is a
0: that's reasonable in the san francisco bay area
1: which is in an an impossibly low rent in san francisco yeah uh but which for a lot of people around the country is a very normal rent uh but for For like an actual apartment for that in san francisco you can get a minivan that has like a mattress in it and you know like a
0: shower no No. shower
1: but like curtains on the windows and like you know stuff like that so you can just live in it because hmm. there's no housing
0: this would be when i bust out my chris farley impersonation with van down by the river i don't have a chris <laughs> farley impersonation but this is when i would do it
1: i'll uh we'll fix it in post yeah.
0: <laughs> the closest thing i have to an impersonation is uh, knocked up guy uh seth Rogen. yeah seth Rogen. people say i sound like seth rogan a lot Oh, I can see it now.
1: you yeah. got the deep voice
0: of a yeah. Seth Rogen. Uh, I, used to, I, used, I practiced for a while. I had the business team cracking up once. Because <laughs> uh, I don't know any Seth Rogen quotes, and so I was doing my Seth Rogen voice, but just saying random phrases. <laughs> uh, I don't remember. What, what does Seth Rogen sound like? Is it down here? I don't know. I don't know. It's I'm Seth Rogen, it's a... and I'm knocked up. That works. Yeah. That works. works for me. He does, he does the, the funny laugh. <laughs> oh, there it is. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's Seth Rogen.
0: I like weed. I'm Seth Rogen.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, our guest on today's show is uh, <laughs> Seth Rogen. He likes weed. He knocks somebody up.
0: I'm knocked up. I'm Seth Rogen. I don't know if I knew know... knew a 40-year-old virgin. He,
1: yep. I don't know if I can characterize him in any other way other than he likes weed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> sort of his brand.
1: Uh, I want to cut up this bread.
0: Yeah, cut up that bread. I will uh, vamp. Uh, this is Kevin vamping. I wonder if the term vamp has any relationship uh, with vampires or if those are completely uh, unrelated terms. I think uh,
1: it comes from when vampires used to uh, be well-known for being, like, MCs.
0: Oh, and, you know. vampires as MCs. I was thinking more uh, vaudevillian. Okay. Like, I think vaudeville, like, I think vamp, I think like a guy in a straw hat and a red and white striped uh, button-up shirt mm. and no jacket, maybe suspenders.
1: I'm thinking not not like '70s pre hip hop MC. I'm oh, okay. I'm thinking of like an MC of like a bar mitzvah.
0: Oh, okay. That's sort of that's sort of vamping. And
1: like something starts to go really wrong at the bar mitzvah, and uh,
0: and the the vampires up there and, too.
1: And the and the mom is is like, we need to kill some time, can you vamp? And the vamp and they're like, can you just keep, keep going? Keep, keep it going. going. And the vampire will de- you know just tell some jokes and yeah. kill some time.
0: Say, so how about that sunlight? Sure is, uh, sure is something that will cause me to be engulfed in flames. Whew,
1: you guys ever had some garlic? Yeah. Boy, is that stuff gross.
0: Yeah. Uh, I
1: what else the vampire is not like?
0: Uh, oh, oh, I've got one. I've got one. I've got one. Uh, I was invited on a date, but I had to turn her down because it was at a steakhouse. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. Thank you. <laughs> I'm real proud of that one. My vampire vamping joke.
1: Uh, something, something, silver bullet.
0: <laughs> That's werewolves. Oh, that doesn't
1: count for vampires?
0: No. I mean, to be fair, vampires are made up, so they can have any rule you want. But werewolves are not made up. No, werewolves are totally real. Uh, I went to the San, Fr- San Francisco, San Diego Comic-Con uh, seven, eight, nine years ago now, mm-hmm. uh, which is an amazing experience that I almost never want to repeat.
1: Uh, you don't want to repeat it.
0: It was great and miserable. Like it was both of those things.
1: Oh, because it's just like so crazy.
0: So crazy. It is a line standing convention. If you like to stand in line, it's an amazing convention. If you're not so fond of lines, it's not great. What year did you go? Uh, I was in college, so it would have been before '09. So mm-hmm. um, six or seven. Oh, six, oh seven. So maybe ten years ago.
1: It can, it's like probably like three times as worse now uh
0: well it, it can't get any worse because they've capped it like there's there's the same number of people go every year hmm. um and so, and some of the more recent years people have they've still been full but people have been less excited about it because a lot of the movie companies aren't going anymore it's less of a huge media convention it's moving back towards being a comic convention exclusively that's never going to happen completely. that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, but i was there and um, a lot of the things that i saw that i really enjoyed at comic-con were uh random happenstance panels uh and i don't know what the panel was but or that i was waiting for but i saw max brooks son of mel brooks and uh, writer of world war z and the zombie survival guide he was there and he gave a talk and uh i mean the comic-con is full of nerds so that's not to be surprised but uh, there was a QA and that's basically all it was was q a and max brooks went up on stage he did something really cool which was he, he they have the the dais of like eight 12 chairs that you have for a full panel he's like i don't have a panel it's just me so i'm gonna pick eight people to come sit up on the stage with me and he just picked people out of the audience
1: that's amazing yeah they
0: weren't mic'd or anything they didn't say anything. they just sat up there with him which is really just kind of funny <laughs> Uh, and and like a great story for somebody to say it was like I was on a panel with Max Brooks at Comic Con.
1: He should have picked eight people from random people from the audience and then interviewed them. That would have been cool too. <laughs> uh,
0: but uh, a nerd, and I say that term with all uh, the appropriate respect that it deserves, got up on sta- uh, got up to the microphone uh, with Max, and was asking some very pointed and nerdy questions about the zombies in his zombie universe. You know, because uh, in in the Max Brooks zombie verse, mm-hmm. uh, humans are affected by the zombie virus, and it's clearly determined to be a virus. Okay, um, but other animals do not get affected by it.
1: Okay,
0: and this fan maintained that at some that you know, if it's a virus, it probably would have mutated, and you know, other animals we would have had zombie dogs and things like that. And and Max Brooks, who, and I keep saying his full name, which is just funny to me. <laughs> Max Brooks said. Uh, it's like, well, you know, I, you know, there's like in universe, ex- exam- you know, arguments, and things like that. But the real answer is I didn't want to write a book like that. Um, and, <laughs> and the guy, and the guy well, the guy kind of gave him some pushback. And he's like, look, if it mutated, I'd have to have like zombie dogs and then zombie cats and then zombie ants. I don't have to deal with all of that. And it's fictional. It's my it's made up. Um, and then he told a really amazing story about a time he was just talking to, like, Rob Reiner because he grew um, up yeah, you know, the just, son of Mel Brooks. Yeah, just chatting with Rob, old Rob. <laughs> um, and he, he said, this is, this is a great story that, I had, that he told me once. He's like, you know, he asked me, he said, how do you kill a vampire? I said, well, you know, there's a, there's a stake through the heart is the most traditional way, uh, direct sunlight. Uh, they're very not fond of garlic and religious symbols. And he goes, no, 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 no. You can kill a vampire however you want because they're made up. <laughs> It's your book. You can make up the rules.
1: Although I made uh, I made some homemade pasta.
0: Yeah. Recently,
1: and uh, if you apparently if you want to do it right, you need like some real special flours. Really? For a
0: pasta, can't just use AP.
1: Uh, well, that's what I did use.
0: I mean, it says all-purpose, and it was. If fine. there's a purpose I can't use it for, mm-hmm. it is a liar.
1: It was. It, it was fine, mm-hmm. but uh, all the like good recipes I found for making pasta dough. Is it dough? I don't know if it's um, dough. It's not dough. It's pasta. I it's, think it's just pasta. I think it's just pasta. Making yeah. pasta <laughs> um, uh, calls for. Uh, it's called like double o flour or mm. like Durham flour. Or uh, like the flour has to be soft and like trying to find out on the internet what it meant for a flour to be soft was a little confusing. Yeah, Yeah, I don't
0: know what what soft flour
1: would be. There's a lot of kinds of flour. (laughs) And the pasta pasta was fine. I could tell that it wasn't Mm -hmm. very pasta-y. Yeah. Because even just like normal dry store-bought pasta is going to have, it's made out of like semolina. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have semolina flour but it's really coarse and I use it for
0: uh, dusting your bread pizza crust oh yeah I'm hmm
1: because it's a, it's much too coarse to actually make a pasta yeah. out of
0: pasta is just egg and flour right egg and flour no water yeah
1: well you can you can put water in there if you need more moisture yeah. just
0: yolk or is it is it both the whole egg okay Hmm. I feel like I've seen on like cooking shows they have a little like the little just on the countertop the little like pot of flour that's like just you know right there you make a little hole and drop an egg in and yep
1: it, and then you just mix it up
0: huh yeah that's what. Have you ever been to uh, Patrizzi's downtown? No, it's uh, it's a food truck. It's attached to the Vortex Theater and Butterfly Bar. Okay, which because all three of those live in the same place, which is pretty amazing. Uh, but they're uh, they're an Italian food truck that feels like real Italian food. That's cool. And they they hand make all of their pasta, like or, or like fresh in a truck. I think so. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And all of their pastas are surpri- like fairly simple. Like the the one I got is it's a traditional carbonara. There's like a a leg egg on top. That's the picture I saw. I posted that you mm. that you uh, you commented on. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like pasta and some cheese and some oil and a little bit of bacon. Yeah, and it's <clears throat>
1: yeah, that's how I like to do it. Just uh, especially if I am gonna take the time to do mm-hmm. homemade pasta. I'm not gonna throw like I'm not making like homemade like tomato pasta sauce is something that you have to be like incredibly good at mm-hmm. and i'm not there yeah. i feel like i would need to like try that 10 times before i thought it was good enough to actually put on pasta that's fair so i'm gonna go through the trouble of making homemade pasta i don't want to just like dump a jar of tomato sauce on it <laughs> ragu um so i uh i'd make sure i have i have like a nice olive oil yeah and i'll just put a little bit of olive oil and some real shredded parmesan cheese on it with some salt and pepper and I mean, it's, that's all you need. and it's delicious and you just enjoy the pasta
0: yeah Amy and I made uh meatballs this week I saw that on the uh, gram oh yeah that's that's where that's where I post pictures of my food mm-hmm. and uh that's how we had them was we just just the meatball a little bit of uh whole wheat spaghetti some olive oil salt and pepper
1: yeah oh it's so and good you gotta
0: let the meatball shine
1: yeah it's all about that meatball
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> They turned out pretty good we have a bunch left over because that was the goal was we made We had like four pounds of meat that we made into meatballs so we could.
1: Did you cook them in like a muffin tin?
0: Mini muffin tin. Stole that from uh, Alton Brown. That Alton Brown. Yeah. Although to be fair, uh, the methodology that ATK recommends, America's Test Kitchen, is on a wire rack. So we were very close. To cook it on a wire rack? Yeah. Interesting. I guess that makes sense.
1: It cooks all around. Mm Mm-hmm. That America's Test Kitchen. Did you know that they're uh, done disbanding? No, it's, that's not quite Oh, it. The, they fired Chris Kimball. The guy's leaving. There, yeah, that's what it
0: was. Which makes me very sad, because I like Chris Kimball yeah. a lot.
1: They fired him? Mm-hmm. Or, well, did, or did they, air he, quotes, fire him? He
0: claims they fired him, like that he was fired. Oh, okay. Um, like, the official statement was he left after a contract dispute. Right. But the way he put it was, so a, a year or two ago... He was the guy that created America's Test Kitchen and Cook's Country and uh, Cooks, Illustrated, Cook's Illustrated, yeah. Like all of these, like institutions, one could say, of the cooking industry. Yep. Particularly, like the home cooking industry, right? And uh, the board brought on a new CEO. Like uh-huh. there was not a CEO before they brought him in a couple years ago, and his goal was basically just make more money. Yeah, and, too bad. Uh, and Chris Kimball gave an interview not too long ago that I read uh, where he kind of gave his perspective on it, which was that he's he was here to make money, and that's not what I wanted to do, and so I was fired.
1: Yeah, it was so obvious that, which is one of the reasons why I liked it so much, that Cooks Illustrated and, and the whole organization, like, making money was secondary and just doing really high-quality stuff about food mm-hmm. was the primary thing.
0: So... Yeah, I I mentioned I have the the fifteen years of America's Test Kitchen cookbook, yeah, uh, which I got before he got fired. But I was like, oh, well, I guess this is all I need then. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, good time. Uh, but we have a subscription to Cooks Illustrated, I think, uh, and it's it's quite good.
1: Yeah, I don't have it, but I remember, uh, like, my parents like mm-hmm. at home. You got a, you got a Your bookshelf, and one of the shelves is your cookbooks, and like most of that shelf was Cooks
0: Illustrated. Yeah make some good stuff
1: yeah it's too bad um speaking of pasta yeah homemade pasta that's what i had uh when jen was over Mm -hmm. and we couldn't uh
0: open your wine open
1: our wine uh but the (laughs) other thing that happened which you may have i don't know if you if you learned about but there were some hints in my instagram uh we almost got arrested (laughs)